0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Really excited to be here and kick off season two. So first, just want to say thank you. Thank you for the support. The feedback has been great. Season one really laid a strong foundation. So going forward in season two, I really want to dive into this question around how business owners can maximize their exit. And to do that, we have some exciting guests lined up. So today we had Robbie White come in. He's with Virginia Asset Management. He approaches that question from a financial planning and wealth management point of view. There was so much information there that I said, Robbie, I don't think we can cram this all into one episode. Let's have you back and and, and continue the conversation. So this is episode one of, of the interview with Robbie White. Check back in as we continue this conversation. Let's dive in today.
1: Transact Capital presents Banking on Your Business with Jacob Robertson.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, Robbie, good morning. Yeah, really appreciate you joining us here today. So, uh, so I, you know, a little bit of backstory. We'll, we'll get into kind of how we, we met. And, um, and so part of our, obviously, our, our role is to maximize business owners' exit and yep. help them when, when they go to sell their company. And in order to be the best advocate and resource for them, you know, there's a lot that goes into the process before we get involved, and there's a lot that goes into the process after. And we're, we're helping these business owners, most of them, they're going to get one exit in their in their life yeah. and they want to maximize it but then they want to make sure that that exit is used properly to, to really you know fulfill a lot of their dreams you know provide for them and their family going forward and so you know in, in our search to to find the right partners and the best partners came across you and and how we really first uh started was a class that you were teaching it was business you and i'm sure we'll talk about that but uh uh, I was able to to attend uh, the session uh, and really, you know, got a lot of information myself that uh, I was excited to share. But I realized, hey, there's a, a wealth of information here, a really great resource that I want to tap into for for this audience, uh, and and I think it's going to be so much. We talked about this so much, co- you know, conversation that maybe it's beyond just one podcast episode. You know, you come back and you're, you're a repeat guest. So uh, that led to a really exciting conversation with, uh, it, you know, coming up with, with this strategy. And so it sounds like we got uh, what we're gonna call the uh, the pave the path uh, yeah. <laughs> series here. So, uh, So with that being said, uh, b- being said, excuse me, uh, take a second here, introduce yourself, uh, make a connection with the audience. And then, like I said, we're going to dive into a really good conversation today.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And it was, um, it's been great getting to know you and, and the part of the process as well. And uh, Business you was fun uh, going through that together. So uh, yeah, but my background, I'm Robbie White, and I am a financial advisor, business, uh, I'm a business consultant in my primary role with Virginia Asset Management. So uh, a little Quick background on my my story, how I got to where I am is I started at, uh, I went to school at the Virginia Military Institute, which we have that connection as right. well. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there was, um, I graduated as a civil and environmental engineer. And to shorten the story, I kind of did that because I was told that that would be the hardest thing you could do. I wouldn't recommend it. So that was the obvious choice, right? Let's just try to go through that route. Um I worked as an engineer for about seven years. Uh, transitioned through to a branch office, helped run the office and, and grow the office, and uh, really started to figure out that I fell in love with that part of it, with with the business side, with everything around um, the growing and the numbers and the finances, and the engineering itself wasn't the the calling. So found tried to find my path through. Well, how do I do this? How do I get involved with this? And. Um, really be on a team in a position where I can serve the best and be a resource and help. So about a year of discovery, found my way back to uh, Virginia Asset Management and have been on a just an incredible team of folks who have just decades of experience combined into being a resource for owners on where that is. So um, that's been, you know, the main part of my journey. And also just to kind of give the personal side as well, I am, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. married to my high school sweetheart. Uh, so we started dating at, at 14, 15, right around this area. Uh, we moved to Charlotte for the engineering work, came back here together. We now have three kids, three boys. So have a uh, five-month-old, a two-year-old, and a four-year-old. So right in the heat of things uh, on the personal family side. Yes, but uh, yeah. It's it's been so so great and so blessed. So. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, at Virginia Asset Management, I think we do things maybe a little different um, from where it is. And it's that's kind of where the course stemmed from. And, and that's kind of how we got to sitting here today. Yes, yeah. Side. So it sounds like you like a challenge. Uh, <laughs> it just is something that, yeah, tends to be what I try to find.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, so. So I, I am curious. I, I I was a logistics officer in the army uh, w- when I first got out of uh, VMI, and you know I, I, that that was a path that you know clearly I'm, I'm not on today, but it was so impactful. You know, what do you see lessons learned from the time as an engineer with that kind of methodical thinking? Do you see that you know transferring where yeah you're not
1: building buildings or building roads, but it's still just the process. Do you, do
0: you see an impact?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's something I I've reflected on quite a lot uh, to try to see those pieces and the the symmetries are yes the way you learn to think when you're looking at a problem that in engineering that the kind of the the point of engineering is there isn't a solution on paper right so you have to look at a problem which are the variables and then pull together an equation so to speak that leads to a solution and it's not the same equation every time and many times you you don't even have an equation you have to make one to get to the answer and so, you know, we took. I took the professional engineering licensing exam. You know, had that as well. And that test, you can bring in anything you want. You could bring in bookcases of books to take the test wow. because yeah. the answers aren't in there. <laughs> you have to be able to use the knowledge, apply it differently to the solution. So that is kind of the way that I'm able to go about the job now. Among the team and every other resource we have, the thing we often say is it's to build a toolbox. That's what we're doing and put as many tools in there as we possibly can so that when we get to a situation, we may have a drill and a hammer and a saw to come out here. But we don't often use the, you know, the the monkey wrench. But in this case, we need the monkey wrench. So let's pull it out to make it work. And so that way of thinking and problem solving has been helpful coming into, of course, the dynamics of business owner planning and where it may be.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, that's a good, great way to put it. And, and that's what yeah, I'm excited to dive into is that that uh, toolbox that you have. And yeah, yeah, I mean you have a lot of great resources and answers. but uh, so I think today we're going to start the conversation off with you know the, the initial approach of, you know, you're a business you know, we're a business owner, uh, our, our audience has a lot of business owners out there. you know, when then in, in the reference of exiting their business, mm-hmm. When do you think they really need to start focusing on it? Um, And, you know, the the easy answer is from day one, you know, build your business with the intent to sell. Um, And the worst answer is, you know, the last day (laughs) where they show up and say, like, yeah, I'm tired of this. I just want to move on. Um, You know, where's that happy medium that you really recommend business owners engage a person like yourself and, and then walk me through that process? How do you work with them to really maximize and optimize that process so that they can exit their business
1: on a high note, uh, and really fulfill a lot of their dreams going forward. Yeah. And you, you said it well in the beginning, and I know it's kind of a short, you know, great idea, but we have to do that. But the, the reality is you, you want to start as early as possible, right? That's the, that's the, it's, it's easy to say it's hard to do. And, um, but really day one is the right time. Assuming that most people haven't started from day one on, on the exit plan, Trying to answer the, the, you know, in the real world question, it's, it's, it's still as early as possible. But I've been asked this question, you know, obviously many, many times. It's going to be a you really want three years uh, at a minimum. We would encourage to at least be forming the planning and doing some initial things at about five years ahead of time. The more time we get, the better. And uh, but really three years is that cutoff. If we're trying to exit and we don't have a three year runway, it's going to be tough to get maximum value um, or the desired exact outcome out of the business from there.
0: OK, OK. So when they first engage you at that, that three year mark, you know what at that point, what questions do you hear often and what questions do you wish they, they should be asking at that time?
1: Right. So number one, of course, is, you know, what do you think the business is worth? You know, right. how how, yeah. how how much can we get in this transaction? And that that's a good one uh, to to at least know at that point in time or have a sense. Um, I think more to the your, your question of what do I wish they were asking? Or you know, what should you ask? It's really, you know, in our mind, the way it starts is to assess at that point to go through basically three different primary question sets. Number one, personally, what are you trying to achieve? What's the outcome? That's the goal. So that's not to say that's not personal financial, okay, that's personal, so uh, I'll give you a quick example. I had a client uh, who was exiting his business, and we said, so what is next after you you sell? And he said, uh, I'm going to move to land we have in North Dakota, and I'm going to build our dream house we've been talking about forever out there. And we said, that is just a beautiful vision. However, he didn't answer our question at all, right? Right. right. The question is, what are you going to do after you leave the business, Right. You're not going to build a house and just sit there for the next 20, 30 years, right? You're going to do something. So helped him craft that vision for what's the impact you're going to make. Is it starting another business? I I hope not, right? Or in in his case, for his age. uh, Or is there a giving thing, uh, something you want to give to or help your children with something or what is it? And we built that plan for what Mm -hmm. he's going to do. And that was number one. Okay, so now we know what happens after exit. And if you don't have that well understood, it's messy. You, you lose your place. You don't know where to go. Right, right. Then the next piece is is the personal financial. Where do we stand right now in our financial positioning and stability? Do we need – is this business sale a portion of that security? Is it all of it? Is it just a small piece? Or let's assess where that is. And what's the number? When mm-hmm. you exit, is there a number you need after you know taxes and costs and fees? Where are we on that number? Let's get to that core root. And how exactly would we apply that to make sure it works with with security? And then the third piece, which maybe seems a little backwards, and there are in that order, is to assess the business, where you stand in value, and what could you do inside of the processes, the people, the systems, the revenue, the balance sheets, P&Ls, to get the most value you can out of what you have. And not assuming that you're not, you know, out of thin air, creating three times the revenue—that can't be a value plan. It's to say, right. from where you are right now for revenues, how do we get you the maximum value on the scale, on you know an EBITDA multiple factor? So yeah. those three steps are where you start with. Go through the questionnaires, and then you would build a project plan that aligns with the time frame of exit. So okay. Okay. you are going to be systematically achieving those personal, personal financial, and business goals, so that when we reach the time frame of exit. We have maximized value. We have a solid, personal plan and direction to go into. And personally, financially, we're ready to exit. So mm-hmm. when we get that offer, we're not hesitant. We don't go, well, is that enough?" We know,
0: right? Right. So right. we can take yeah.
1: that with confidence.
0: Yes, I mean that's that's you know so much to unpack there. And I really like the 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 knowing the number. And and that's always a challenge. Like if you if you don't have an idea of like, well, I need I need at least this this much. Then, like you said, you don't you don't know, and and it it introduces that sense of hesitancy and and doubt, and say, well, is it, you know, should I be greedy and go get more, or is this pretty good? I I I need to walk away from it. And uh, but I really like the like you said the emotional aspect of it, and and I think a lot of business owners don't really fully process this. And when I talk to people who have exited, you know, this comes up often: is you know, what's the purpose? What's going to be that driving factor? Once you walk away from your business, that's going to excite you to get up in the morning. And uh, so that's really good. I mean, do you, do you kind of see yourself as a, uh, you know, um, more of an, an emotional, uh, you know, Sherpa in, in a sense to, you know, guide guide these business owners uh, and, and really kind of
1: ask those questions, um, not related to finance at all, but, you know, more on the, the personal level? Yeah, you know, it, the relationships that we have with clients is not just a, you know, let's meet once a year, every quarter and look at the numbers. That's not, that's not what we have. It's a, um, it's of course much deeper. We're, we're getting to know them and understand them so that when we're making financial related decisions, we know the core, the, the, the who the person is, who the family is and aligning with those pieces. So it's always deeper. I do want to say as well, I've had some clients <laughs> mention to me, so it's, you know, I guess we're starting with a the therapy session and then we're going to the, the planning part. And yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is that way, but, um, the other part to it is there are situations where we are as open and clear and direct with clients as we can where with we 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 certainly can guide through questioning to guide through to help clients self discover mm-hmm. right where it is and to get to a better answer there are certain situations where the answer is so unclear we do not know what we're going to do personally especially on the personal side next where we may actually encourage and suggest a third party consultant wow yeah okay somebody to come in and do the actual personal coaching therapy in some ways but help them build that vision because that's not who we are we're not we're not you know psychologists but we are able to at least know do you know yeah and and can you get to an answer and if you can't who can get you there right and then bring in that person into the planning team that's great yeah and then that's you know again you know we're trying to go
0: beyond just the transaction just the things that we focus on from a business perspective and because that's, that's why I think there's so much you know synergy, in, in our, and I really felt that at, at the Business U classes was, you know, if we really want to be an advocate for our clients, for, for these business owners, it goes beyond what we do, you know, and, and, and it's all got to be a seamless, you know, process that's working together on their behalf. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of transition to, um, I'm kind of curious to get your, your feedback on some c- scenarios. And so, you know, we, we talk about business owners and they should plan, but reality is sometimes they don't. And uh, sometimes they'll sell a business and they'll deposit $10 million into their checking account and say, yeah, things are pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: spend that down the rest
0: of the <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. And, uh, and so obviously that's not the, the right approach. Uh, so would be curious, just, you know, high level initial thoughts. Say you have a client that walks in and just say, hey, I just exited my business. Let's say they're 50, 55. They have, you know, no intention to to return to the workforce necessarily, but they do want that, uh, you know, $10 million to provide for their life with a little bit left over. You know, what are some initial thoughts that come to mind, some strategies of, yeah, if this person walked in today, this is what I would start working on for them?
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, I hate to, in some ways, <laughs> kind of repeat the process, but... Yeah, no worries. <laughs> but it's a... um it's important to say that of course, for every situation, the solution is gonna be pretty different. There's mm-hmm. there's some core some core consistencies among planning there, but it depends on life stage. It depends on you mentioned there somebody who 10 million and they have no intention of returning to workforce. So right, right. just if in that situation, and let's just I would take one additional liberty to say they're, you know, in their sixties type of thing and they're not really they're looking forward to their financial independence. They, um, for that person, the, you know, A, it's to assess what is it, what's the lifestyle you're going to want and need, right? Is it subdued? Is it you want a couple homes? Is it we're traveling the world, uh, staying with the grandkids? Let's talk about what does that personal vision again look like so that we can understand what that cost, right? And then how that, those costs may change over time. Then to, ideally, it's to build a plan structure where you are. there's a portion of those proceeds that are, are likely going to be positioned to provide an income stream that's reliable and doesn't really matter what the markets do. It's going to be, this is income coming through every single month. It covers the basics. Then with as much as possible of that cash, it's to position it for both additional income to supplement what's needed and then growth. And it's a very delicate balance, right? There's going to be a piece of it that's just designed for it's going to be volatile. It's going mm. to be up. It's going to be down. But long term, it's going to provide growth for you so that you're getting inflation. You know, maybe there's some net worth to pass to the kids or whatever. Your passion may be a charity. And then to use the rest of it to um, make sure that there's a stable, reliable income source where when the market's changing, stock market, you're not panicking. Right? right. We know where it's right. coming from. And I think the other important piece to add is we said 10 million um, and that actually is an amount that is, is right up on the thresholds right now. But if it's even a little more than that or right around there as well, estate planning right then becomes critically important because, you know, I, I, for anyone who doesn't understand the estate planning issues as a as an individual right now, it's it's a significant amount of money you can have before your tax on the state level for that. Over uh, right around thirteen million dollars you can pass on, and then for the as you go up the uh, sorry as you go forward by law right now it's dropping way down okay so like about six million is the expectation starting in twenty twenty six so as a couple that's twelve but if you had ten to start with if managed well that should be a whole lot more (laughs) at the end yeah so what are you doing to position your assets so that at the end of the day, your family or your charity or whatever it may be gets it as much as possible, it does not go to the federal government for state tax purposes. It's something you can avoid, but you have to plan for it. And no planning means you could lose a significant portion of that when you pass.
0: Yes, so. yeah. Great answer. Yeah. And and that, that really kind of captures the 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 essence of it is if we can help you maximize it, you know, transact capital can help you maximize it, but we want to make sure that it's going to provide for the life that you want. And, and so, I mean, this was a really good conversation. So as we look forward, you know, we talked about, you know, like some some parting words here. Really, I think, give us a little bit of a preview of, you know, what are the other things that you're excited to, to continue talking about? And, you know, this was an in initial conversation, pretty high level introductory. You know, I think there's a lot of unique strategies that we're going to talk about going forward that, that are really going to be helpful. So give us a little preview and, and, and some, you know, some parting words uh, as we look forward.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I really look forward to being able to do this. A passion of mine is is the education component for, for this. And there's just not a good resource. I mean, besides what you put together here, honestly, there's there's not a whole lot of places where business owners can come and, and get advice relevant to them and running a business and selling their business. It's kind of, who do I know that has done this before? And who can I talk to about it? So being able to just talk through, I think the future. Um, if you'd be so uh, so kind as to ask me that, <laughs> um, would be to talk through some real life scenarios. Just here's some case studies that um, we've seen. Here's how they they ended up. To talk through um, some some options you have for exit. How you can position for multi options when you get there. We start early. You kind of have a couple of different things happening. Um, having your key team, the people who are driving that growth, motivated to drive you towards the best exit possible because it's good for them too. They're not going to leave or want to leave at exit because of what you've built in structures and systems for them. Um, all of that really, and then I think the, the next piece I would say that would be helpful as part of it is really going through the, the, the process itself. What happens at each step of this as you're going through it so that you can be prepared for that exit as best you can?
0: That sounds great. Yeah. And, and much appreciated. And uh, yeah, so we're excited to be doing this and excited to be partnering with uh, people like yourself that are motivated and engaged and really knowledgeable. You know, it's, you know, it's one thing to be uh, highly motivated and, and eager, but, uh, you know, you bring a lot of information that, that is really going to be exciting to, to go over. So uh, thank you for joining us today. And I really look forward to con- continuing these conversations. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yep.
1: Transact Capital presents Banking on Your Business with Jacob Robertson.